0: hello my ladies my gays my they's, and the men who get it this is reagan and welcome back to the f the nice guy podcast i laugh every time i introduce you i don't know why <laughs> if you can't guess by my immediate laughter i have my perpetual <laughs> co-host on here tonight which is my partner in crime and my cousin Kate.
1: You're stuck with me by blood.
0: Literally. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hi. Happy to be back. It's been a while actually. It has been a it's while. It's been a bit. It's been a bit. I've had a lot of fun guests coming on here but it's it's nice to be home you know.
1: <laughs> yeah the last time I saw you we were we were in the north woods. Oh the north woods. <laughs> filming together with the with the Yodis. <laughs> And the cats and the cats crapping in the litter box <laughs>
0: yeah the the ambiance there was was delightful <laughs> it was only our like oh. third third option it was like not plan a not plan b plan c but yeah yeah
1: we could have had like loons in the background but <laughs> you know sitting on the porch
0: i feel like cat scratching in a litter box is so much more it's <laughs> better such it, it's like a oh. a melody it's like asmr <laughs> put people to sleep. The worst ASMR possible. <laughs> Jesus. Anywho, Kate, I am so glad to have you back because something has happened on a reality TV show and you are my reality queen. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, that's... You do love your shows. That's sad to say, but it's true.
0: My wife is also, but she will never, ever come on the podcast. So <laughs> I'm going to keep this trauma light but it is something I talked about on my TikTok. It kind of blew up. What we're talking about today is what happened on Below Deck Down Under with Luke and Margo. And it is one of the most terrifying things I have ever seen caught on tape. And the reason I wanna talk about it is, one, because it's, it's just insane that this happened. It's insane that they caught the footage. This guy is absolute garbage trash. But also because there are things that he did before this happened, while recording that were absolute red flags that he could be uh,
1: predator. He could
0: be, you know, predatory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he could be a predator. He could be a bad guy, even though he was being perceived as kind of like the good-looking, nice, funny, little bit of a player, but like almost like a heartthrob on the series. And these are red flags that were not taken seriously, right? And one of the main parts of this podcast is us talking about red flags. I wanna tell this whole story because I wanna say, this is how bad it can get, but these are the things he was doing early on that showed he was going to be a bad guy. Right. So it's a little more serious, uh, but I think it's important. There'll be less laughs, but hopefully less people will end up with a guy like this by the
1: end of our story. Can you give context to what the show is about? <laughs> I saw the story and I've looked, I've looked at what happened and like the footage and everything, but I don't know the show.
0: We're already starting in a really bad area because this is a show about people that work on yachts. So you have it's a crew. It, yeah, it's a crew of people. It's like the people who serve on the ship, the people who uh, you know, the, the busans or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the, the ones that like the deck crew. So there's the people who like serve the food. There's chefs. There's a captain. Then there's like the deckhands. But it's a bunch of rich people, and then the people serving them, and all the drama that ensues there, right?
1: Above my pay grade. <laughs>
0: yes. But something that's common on this show is like they'll do they'll do charters. Like they'll have very rich people come in and like pay like a hundred grand or more to to get on a yacht, and then like in between those charters I I I hope I'm getting this terminology right I don't know if I am but in between those they'll have nights out right where the crew goes out and parties together essentially and like on any version of this show that I've seen they get hammered right like all of them pretty much all of them are getting like disgustingly drunk and doing drunk shenanigans par for the course of a reality show right? right what happens on this night is not What happens on this night is something I've never seen, and I'm going to tell you what happened, and then we're going to like go back, right? So we see Margot arrive, and Luke immediately takes a shining turn. You can tell he's interested, and like I said, like up until this point, he really was kind of positioned as kind of like a heartthrob. He was not seen as a bad dude. Like he was definitely one that you could tell the show was putting into the mix to be, you know, are they going to hook up? Who's he going to hook up with that kind of thing, right? right? Because you have to realize like with reality TV, it's all intentional. Like they definitely put people into a cast with hopes that they're going to be a certain type of way. And you can tell with editing of the show, that's what he was being presented as. Right. Sorry, this is going to be, this is just the info drop. You're like, (laughs) I'm just overwhelming you. Sorry. But I, I do, I feel like context is necessary, right? Right. Okay. So here's what goes down that night they all go drinking so Margo's the third stew on the boat and she gets super drunk now like I said Luke has already made it clear that he's got it he wants to get with Margo okay yeah they're taking a bus home right at this point they've already partied they're they're getting home and he is in the back seat with Margot. she is so drunk she's like passed out and laying on his lap essentially and at this point we have the chief stew, which is Aisha, and she's one of the heroes of our story. Um, but she looks back and she sees this happening and she makes like a joke where she's like, no gobbies for you, Luke, which a gobby, in case you don't know, is Australian slang for a, um, for- a hookup? Hook. Uh, uh, no. A for, uh, <laughs> <laughs> for mouth, mouth stuff.
1: Oh, okay. Down
0: there. I don't want to say it. Don't make me say
1: it, Kate. <laughs> old, I don't talk like an this. old. Help me. Rhymes with CJ.
0: Yes. Okay. Very close letter. No. Very close, close starting letter. Neighbor there.
1: in the alphabet.
0: Yes. Close neighbor in the alphabet. So she says, No gobbies for you, Luke. Like, I'll be joking me. at that point. Like, I, I, don't, <laughs> a I don't. Terrible know. I, word. Sure. If okay. If there's Australian listeners, <laughs> I don't know. Um. Anyways. So she, like, says that offhanded, and he says, later, no. as if that's going to happen later. Now, at this point, she's almost passed out. And so Aisha, like, immediately responds, like, that's not funny. You shouldn't joke about that when she's in this state. And the chef, who's also a woman, says the same thing to him. It's like, that's not funny.
1: Amen, sisters.
0: Yeah. Thank God for these women. Like this is definitely a tale of women protecting women and women noticing when something's not right. Aside from Laura, which I'll tell you a little bit about Laura. I haven't been talking about Laura because like what she did on her end, which was unrelated to what happens here was also predatory, but it's like my podcast isn't F all the predators. (laughs) My podcast is F the nice guy. So it's like, that's why I don't target her. But she was atrocious we'll talk about her a little later but other than her the women on the boat really did come together uh, when all of this happened so that part of the story is nice but Aisha, you'll see is a hero in this story Aisha almost immediately like i think probably the gobby's conversation alerted her something wasn't quite right and she also has mentioned previously she had something happen when she was intoxicated she was a victim of sa that's, I'm not revealing anything. She revealed it herself. So she is someone who is like particularly in tune with the signs that this might happen, being very aware of what men are doing and how men are acting. And I think at that point, she's kind of like, "Mm, something's not right here. So they get back to the boat and like, they're all wasted. Margo has mentioned a couple times she wants to go to bed. Aisha and her are in Margo's cabin. And like, that's when Luke stumbles in and saying that they need to go in the jacuzzi. They all need to go in the jacuzzi, which like I said, Margot has said, no, Right. I don't. I wanna to go to bed. She said no in the car to cuddling. She's literally in her own cabin. He's trying to like get her to go. And again, she tells him, no, no, I don't wanna go in the jacuzzi. And just pointing out they are in Margo's cabin. So at this point, she is supposed to be in the safety of her own room. And she's supposed to be being put to bed and is asking to be put to bed, right? right. Then Luke leaves. And Aisha kind of goes with Margot into her cabin. And her quote is, I don't want any drunkenness to be taken advantage of. So I'd just like to see you get into bed safely. I'll get you water. I just saw the way that Luke was looking at you and I'm feeling very protective. Thank God for a woman's intuition, which, right. you know, sometimes I think is just a trauma response, like hypervigilance right. uh, and and is a forced thing. Like, I hate using women's intuition sometimes because I'm like, mm, is it or is it like women have been forced to do this? But anyways, then Margot responds, I am glad you're here. I don't want to go to the jacuzzi. I just want to go to bed. All I want is water in bed. No,
1: Luke literally couldn't be more clear
0: (laughs) could not be more clear and also you can tell by like the way she phrases it like i just want water bed no luke like she was incredibly intoxicated to the point that her speech was impacted which like every girl on planet earth should be able to be as drunk as they want to be and still feel safe so when i mention how drunk she is i'm in no way judging that i just simply want the listeners, I want you all to understand how drunk she was because that showcases how bad he was, right? Right. Okay. So here's where things turn into like an absolute horror movie, in my opinion. And again, this is trauma light, but uh, trigger warning for unsafe situations, boundary pushing. I think it does classify as assault in the sense that there was sexual contact. He does unclothe get into a bed with her while she is clothed right so trigger warning for that and that's part of the reason this is such a hard story to tell is because like it was stopped before certain things happened but there was enough that happened that i i would say classifies as an assault right right but i I just don't want anyone to be triggered by this so if you are triggered by anything i've mentioned maybe stop here we'll see you in the next one (laughs) yeah we'll see you in the next episode i apologize i just want to talk about this so this is when it turns into a horror movie in my mind, right? Because Aisha's in the cabin with Margot when the power goes out. And there has been speculation that like Luke was involved in the power outage. But what the show basically says is that like the doc lost power, like everybody lost power. So while the power is out, Aisha leaves the room kind of to investigate what's going on in there and to get to make herself some food, right? While the power is out, Kate, Luke Reappears. He's wearing a towel and he goes into Margot's room. As we have mentioned, this is a girl who said no to cuddling. I want to go to bed. No to the jacuzzi and literally no to Luke. Right. No, 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 no. He gets in her room in a towel. I'm just going to verbally paint the picture for you. He's climbing into her bed he's over her and at this point we see a producer and crew like kind of flying into there and it looks like paranormal activity
1: like it's f- it's creepy it's like a gremlin
0: well truly it's fucking terrifying because like all you see is like him lit by the camera light yeah so it's like a flashlight that's what it looks like it's a dark room you see him over her in the bed and then her passed out asleep i hate like even like like telling you what level of asleep she was because like i should just say she's asleep right yeah but just so you know she had like an eye mask on like a sleeping mask like she was out out yeah there was no question her back was to him so it's not like oh i didn't know she like clearly asleep this is when the producers have to intervene and as somebody who worked in production and worked at a production company who did a lot of reality tv If you see a producer and you see a scene that is not well shot and not well framed, it is not meant to happen. Like this is something that was not planned. So the producers literally are stopping this from happening, like intervening to prevent a crime or prevent further crimes, I guess. They go in and they're like, Luke, Luke, get down. And he's laying, he goes from on top of her to next to her. And he goes, thank you. Thank you. Like, okay, thanks. Like, get out.
1: Yeah, but he still yeah. thinks he has any right to be there.
0: And, and like, is refusing to get out. Like, you, there is footage of a producer trying to rip him out of the bed. And he is annoyed and angry with them. Oh, I forgot an important part. Sorry, I have to backtrack. When the producers come in finding Luke in her bed, he all of a sudden starts going, Margo, Margo, are you okay? Are you okay? Uh. He had not, none of that had happened prior to the producers like intervening, but all of a sudden the producers come in and he's quote unquote like concerned about where she's at. He's like, are you, are you 10 out of 10, nine out of 10? And she's like, basically she's like, I'm good. I just want bed. I just want sleep. Yeah. But like all of a sudden when the cameras are on and the lights are on and the crew is there, he's like suddenly concerned if she's okay. Right. It's which the timing there is very interesting.
1: Yeah. A little bit of a script flip
0: right you know it's like oh so now that you're getting caught you're concerned it you didn't ask any questions when you got into her bed and like he literally didn't even communicate with her until the producer started yelling
1: yeah yeah gross it's like so just giving me the shivers yeah
0: then the lights come on and it's not clear at what point he becomes naked it's not clear if he was naked when he got into the bed or if he loses his towel when he's when the lights come on. But the lights come on and he goes into frame and he is fully nude. Fully naked. He then tells the producers to F off for a second. Ew. No. And then he slams the door, Kate. He slams the door on them. They start banging on the door and they're like, no Luke no she said no open the door open the door open the door and finally they get the door open and he's like furious he comes out angry and like there's a shot of him like leaving naked and at that time Aisha comes in one of the first things she said is like she's like hey I just saw Luke coming out of your room naked essentially and Margo's like oh my god ooh, he was naked like, didn't even know.
1: Yeah. Didn't even know. She was just clearly not not a participant in this at all.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. And would you like to know how he reacted when he got caught?
1: I, I This part, I don't know about the story. Take a guess. Uh, don't tell me he tried to deny that it ever happened.
0: <laughs> oh, girl, you're jumping the gun on me. <laughs> Upon getting caught he runs into his room and locks the door
1: oh god petulant child
0: yeah he locks out his roommate and like there's a point in which like Laura sneaks into his room who we'll get into her in a minute but they're having a conversation he's like I didn't do anything I just sat there I didn't do anything
1: yeah there it is
0: yeah <sighs> yeah so that all goes down all this is filmed it's absolutely shocking if you look at his face in the footage which is appalling and scary so if you're like easily triggered or like just easily startled like (laughs) watch with care but he is the emotion that he has that entire time is anger he is furious that the crew intervenes The impression that I got
1: to is that he almost like looked at the crew like they were his bros, like they should be doing him a solid and like, just close the door. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to get back to it now. Like, close the door. I'm good. Like, yeah, like he expected them to just, oh, yeah, we're good in here. Like, no, they're coming in because they know it's not good in here. Like, it's not because of you. Right. This isn't like an oops, we butted in and and interrupted you. This is like, we are here for you. (laughs) We're not your bros.
0: Aside from the obvious upsetting things, another really upsetting moment is when Aisha is retelling what happened to the captain and it is so like she's in tears and she's horrified. and like the captain right away is making sure like, hey, is she safe? Is she safe now? Is she safe now? He boots him off the boat right away. He has to stay in a hotel. and when he comes back, the captain makes sure the crew is isolated from him. like he doesn't get to talk to anybody when he comes back. Like, literally. He gets no goodbye, nothing. They're like, screw you, dude. He comes back and he, like, basically fires him on the spot. And Luke is essentially pretending he doesn't remember any of it.
1: Oh, that old trope.
0: Mm -hmm. Staying trauma light. This is a situation that happens all the time. To see it being filmed. And, like, normally people don't have producers to come in and stop what's happening, right? Right. But it was so crazy and so horrifying and this dude and raw i'm going to tell you some responses to this and then um his response as of recently and then i'm going to tell you the story of like what i think were the red flags leading up to it but getting into laura laura also works on the boat laura has i think laura had also made out with luke prior to that and um she also was a predator on the boat in the same night I believe she keeps like aggressively trying to get with another man that's on the boat who's been rejecting her outright and like she also like gets in his bed and is rubbing his back when he's I think pretending he's asleep and the producers rip her out of the room but the next day if you want to talk about like reactions to something like that happening margot is clearly shook up right after this all happens for obvious reasons but like you know partially because she really doesn't remember it she wasn't coherent when it was happening so she's being like retold what happened to her and one of the things that like for me was like really upsetting is she actually kind of like apologizes uh (sighs) yeah she basically was like she feels stupid she was she makes comments about like feeling maybe she flirted too much like classic how women you know feel like they have that they're responsible for something that clearly they are not like how we're societally groomed to to think it's our fault or we somehow were a participant in these type of things
1: right despite her being very clear
0: (laughs) yeah being very clear being incoherent and the chef who's a woman says something truly beautiful she says, don't ever feel stupid. He should feel stupid. Margo says, yeah, but I get it. I was so drunk. And then the chef comes back with th- this. I'm just going to read it verbatim because I was like, this is exactly what you need to hear. Women should be able to get blackout drunk if they want to. We should be able to stand in a room naked and not have anyone do anything to us. You are allowed to be drunk. It's the other person's problem. Right. You should be able to be blackout drunk running down the street naked and nothing happened to you.
1: And the sad thing is, is like immediately in my head, I think I, that that's impossible that you could never do that. Yeah,
0: truly. It's impossible.
1: I could never, not that I would, but like, I could never do that because I would be in so much danger.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that wasn't the only reaction she got. So we have Aisha and we have the chef both being incredibly supportive, protective, awesome, amazing, wonderful. And the captain also. Girl squad, right um and then we have laura who herself has predatory behaviors and likes luke and she has a couple conversations and one of which she's talking to Margot and saying how it's not fair that luke got kicked off basically like he's just flirty he wouldn't have r'd you that's a pick me yes that's me me, girl as they say (laughs) I'm only saying this because it's like I want to showcase like the type of reactions you can get like a supportive one versus a not supportive one. So like if you hear anyone ever doing this like victim blaming or invalidating anything like that when you're sharing your experience like this is not okay. Her response is not okay. It's not acceptable. She even says to her she's like he should have come in my room. I wouldn't have turned him away. And like she's like well he turned me down so this is his karma.
1: Okay yeah
0: (laughs) um and
1: to to my
0: point of like how this type of reaction is so detrimental and harmful to women even when it's from another woman
1: especially when it's from another woman
0: yes exactly Margot herself said had that been the only reaction she got on the boat she would have just thought it was her fault
1: Which is so sad because in this situation, it's like she wasn't she wasn't the one who like said, I need him off this boat now. She was unaware that this was even happening. And the production staff and the captain are the ones who made this choice after witnessing in real time what was going on. Mm -hmm. It's not even like she's out there trying to advocate for somebody to lose their job. She's sitting there being told what was happening to her and yet this woman is still what's her name Laura Laura Laura
0: it was like horrific victim blaming basically on Luke's side she was like crying that he was leaving and like he we don't even get to say goodbye she argued that he should get a second chance but long story short she also gets booted from the boat not only because she did that predatory behavior that I talked about but because of her complete lack of empathy and handling of the situation. I want everybody to know that there is no excuse. There is no reason. There is no explanation. There's nothing you could ever do that would warrant something like this happening to you, ever. If you get that reaction, that reaction is wrong. And don't ever listen to someone tell you that because the truth is what the chef said. You are never to blame for something a predator does to you, period. Right. period.
1: Doesn't matter what you wore. Doesn't matter what you drank. Doesn't matter what you said. Doesn't matter if you told them two days ago, you would screw the, their brains out. If you say no in the moment, no means no. It's a full sentence. <laughs> and
0: being incoherent or asleep is no.
1: Is no. Yep.
0: If you cannot give consent, then the answer is no. Yep. Okay. We got really serious there. Now let's get to this asshole's response. So that's, you know, like production, production takes a while. Editing takes a while. Then getting it to TV takes a while. So it's been over a year since that happened. And this episode comes out. It's a huge deal. Everybody's freaking out. And of course, everyone's wondering, aside from, is this guy in jail? (laughs) Like what his response is going to be? Kate? when I tell you even I couldn't have predicted it I was like literally editing this podcast and I got a notification about like can you believe his response and I like my jaw was on the floor so he does an Instagram post the image is Luke pressed up against a wall he's in a black tank top he's pulling the tank top up to reveal his abs So he's literally like flexing with his abs out. He's got his Calvin Klein's showing. This is his first like really public reference to it. And he doesn't even have the, I don't want to say balls. He doesn't even have the vagina because that's what's really tough. (laughs) Balls are actually quite sensitive, I I hear.
1: He doesn't have the guts. He doesn't have the
0: guts. Well, he's showing his stomach, but he doesn't have the guts to... (laughs) blatantly address it he says it doesn't matter what they think about you because you don't care everything we hear is an opinion not a fact everything we see is a perspective not the truth take ownership and move forward um well i'm gonna trust the perspective and the truth that i saw on literal camera on the literal footage what i saw on screen which is undeniable
1: yeah, I mean, what is he trying to say here? Like what you saw was all, you know. Was
0: opinion. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh,
1: huh? Take ownership. Yeah. Take ownership, dude.
0: Take your own advice. Kate. Okay. here's a Here's an interesting mm. tidbit here. I personally had the same take as you. I was like, you take ownership, dude. Like, sorry, you don't get to move forward without taking ownership. Like, you're basically trying to leapfrog over ownership and, like, move forward. I don't remember you taking ownership. You said you don't remember. But what a lot of my followers and people who commented pointed out was there's a chance he's talking about her, that she needs to take ownership in what happened.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Because he doesn't remember, supposedly. So who is he saying to take ownership?
1: yeah the girl who was even more drunk and passed out who, who clearly has very little if any recollection of what was happening that night what is she supposed to own
0: <sighs> yeah that's a good question so that's that's the question so he's either talking about himself in which you're like you haven't or he is saying she needs to take ownership which is the most vile thing he could say now I don't think he had a girlfriend at the time of the filming I don't know Cause like he could just not say he did, you know what I'm saying? But uh he has right. one now, and supposedly, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Supposedly, she made a post. I didn't see the post. I think it probably got taken down pretty quickly. Supposedly, she made reference to like their actors, their acting, and it's like, right? I know what it looks like when something's being staged. Most of reality TV is staged. Most of it is fake. Sorry to break it to you. <laughs> spoiler alert. When I see producers on camera banging down doors and ripping people, getting physical hands-on, producers don't get hands-on with a person unless it's vital and like an emergency situation, period. So I don't care what you have to say about where they're acting and where they're not. That was real. So that's just, that's obviously what he's told her so he's got a lot of fake narratives uh i'm not even gonna get into laura's stupid ass stuff she said because this isn't the uh f the pick me predator podcast so (laughs) she had nothing good to say she's backing him she's ride or dying him essentially i really want to talk about though something that happened prior to this episode as much as we're like the show did great it's like did they They handled it well once it happened but like what did they do to prevent it from happening not much once it was almost too late is when they stepped in so let me tell you about what this really troublesome incident that happened and i would love to break down with you like the red flags so basically this is a night out i believe this was on her first night there so they're all going out they're drinking they're dancing again the alcohol is flowing remarkably so And Luke is like, hey, you want to go get a drink? And she's like, yeah. And they order all these shots, okay? Then they're talking and he's like, basically, like, are you enjoying it? Do you like the people? And she's like, it's awesome. You know, it's great. And it seems like she was getting a vibe from him. And she's like, no, don't. I don't want to be involved in hookup drama, essentially. Then he gets close to her face and he says, oh, 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 you've got an eyelash. You've got an eyelash. Close your eyes. So she closes her eyes, thinking he's going to remove an eyelash off her face, and he kisses her. I mean,
1: that's alarming. Yeah. (laughs) Significant. That should be grounds for
0: Yeah. Like I read articles and saw like TikToks about it before I saw the footage and people were kind of playing it off. Like he's like, oh, close your eyes and then kissed her. It's like, no, he literally lied about why he was telling her to close her eyes and then kissed her, which like either way is bad. But I feel like lying about the reason to close your eyes is even worse. Yeah, And like she responds very clearly upset. She pulls back. She's like, oh oh my god you know she's like what what just like what did you just do like her eyes are huge um she's like whoa it's a very clear no and then he asks her for another kiss (laughs) and she says no she has her arms crossed because she's like that upset about it like body language and verbally she is saying i don't like what just happened right and he goes you've got your arms crossed like you're upset though
1: yeah buddy yeah you
0: obtuse like what let's just mark some red flags off the bat with that so she said no first thing she said no don't i don't want to do hookup drama basically like i don't want to be involved in any drama on the boat so he hears a no he tricks her into closing her eyes he kisses her after she said no she responds physically and verbally in ways that say i don't like what you did He then asks for an additional kiss, which is red flag. And then in case there's anybody out there, not any of my listeners, I hope, but like, that's like, oh, he didn't, the body, he didn't understand clearly. He didn't understand her body language. He says, your arms are crossed like you're upset. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. (laughs) Kate, he's verbalizing. He understands her body language is saying, I am upset. He's giving himself away there. Right. And eventually Margo talks to Aisha. And says, he's super aggressive and it's too much. So now she's verbalized it to him. She's verbalized it to Asia, oh. And eventually he apologizes. And I'm putting that in quotes. Heavy quotes, nice guy in quotes, apology in quotes. Because he's like, I- I'm sorry I like uh, kissed you without permission essentially. And she, you know, does what most women do in that situation unfortunately. And she's like, oh yeah, I just like wasn't expecting it. And then, like, it just makes me want to freak out. She's like, I didn't want to make you feel bad, is what she says. Ugh. Which, like, who hasn't said that? Like, it's like, yeah, I know you did something I didn't like and I said no to, but, like, society tells me I should be more worried about you right now.
1: Yeah, don't feel that bad. Don't feel that bad. It's not that big of a deal.
0: I'll just bury this down I deep. Overreacted. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I overreacted. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, that's assault. There's people who have gotten assault charges for smacking someone's butt. You kissed a girl. On the mouth. With her eyes closed on the mouth. like
0: That is assault. As is grabbing a butt. Hey, uh, spoiler alert to people out there. That's assault too. Just because we're all used to it doesn't mean it's not assault. I I firm stance. Anyways, so she says, you know, I I just don't want to make you feel bad. His response, oh, I don't feel bad. I just didn't want you to be upset. (sighs) Last part this scene plays out it cuts to an a confessional and kate's confessionals are filmed well after the fact right so he's right. had time to think about it we cut to the confessional scene he's smiling and he said she effing loved it ew <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. and then when how much prior did this occur to this major incident like were people, like, Not eating that. this up, up on the show?
0: Yeah, probably. Like, it. yeah, it was played out, like, I think there was some chemistry between the two of them, and then eventually she was like, ooh, no, dude. Like, she got the ick and she got that bad feeling, much like Aisha did. Uh, it was kind of like love triangle, square, whatever. Yeah. Which also makes you wonder, like, how far out is the editing process? Because I hope to God they didn't, like, this didn't happen, and then them also release the other episodes framing him as like a love interest if they knew he was a predator you know what i'm saying like you have somebody who you stopped from assaulting someone and you have a series where you're still framing him as like a love interest like showing him making out with people i just am like baffled by that that's the part that freaks me out yeah
1: were those edited after they'd already
0: it had to have been because they're saying it was a
1: year later even though they did the right thing in the moment it's like they still knew it was going to be juicy television and they were still setting it up to be talked about and yeah they could have easily made a statement at like you know the beginning of the season or something being like Mm -hmm. due to you know criminal behavior and from two different people we had to do some pretty severe editing in order to Eliminate this person from the show, basically, but they, they seem to have taken advantage of the situation. Now that you put it that way, I guess I never think of it in those terms of like that time between when it actually happens in reality and when yeah. they edit it for television and them knowing all of this going into the editing process that's pretty f***ed up
0: <laughs> yeah and still framing him that, that way which like if you think about it from a viewing perspective like i wasn't watching the show like i don't watch the show but like yeah. people were probably viewing it and like there are people that probably had crushes on him you know what i'm saying right. like there are people who probably found him attractive still do like his apology when i looked at it had like 300 likes
1: Yeah. And there's a whole year in between when this actually occurred and now that he's having to come forward and make these statements. So like what, who has held him accountable in the past year? Has he had any accountability? Has anybody called his ass out on this shit? Or is he just now having to face it because it's been shown on television?
0: Those small instances, like those little, those red flags early on need to be addressed, focused on, and men need to be held accountable because this is what happens when they're not
1: yeah and we wonder why this this is so cyclical like these men get away with so much before they're finally held accountable there's no wonder that they all generation to generation to generation think that this is okay behavior because nobody ever flags these behaviors from the start and they get away with so much until it gets to a point like this yet how much has he gotten away with to make him think that it's appropriate behavior
0: nobody calls him out like this any of the stuff I mentioned in that first incident was not should have been enough to flag him as a predator and it's like these things are seen as like acceptable and not big deals it's not a big deal it's not a big deal kisser almost like it's a smooth thing this manipulation was a smooth way like ha 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 so funny flirty behavior and it's like we need to get to a place where we're seeing these things for what they are because here's what happens when we don't yeah that would be my my final thought is like check the issue early and understand that if there's an issue with it at all it can be taken to an extreme right so it's like if a dude has issues with consent at any
1: address it address
0: it if a dude has issues with boundaries if he's a boundary pusher i do not care what it is about i don't care what it relates to. If a man chronically pushes your boundaries, address it. If a man takes pleasure in getting you farther than you said you wanted to in any context, flag it.
1: Address it early on, resolve it early on. And if it can't be, then then you know at that point versus knowing down the road in a really serious situation. So
0: Something that makes me laugh is often that people will say like feminists, think men are dumb I don't actually think that and I think that's important here because I think often we give the benefit of the doubt like you could see this kiss situation as a miscommunication in quotations because obviously it wasn't because of the way this is edited we see him when it happens we see him after we see the confessional and we see that he understands the body language he pushed past that he understood she didn't like it. He didn't care. Yeah. We see from the confessional, she said, I didn't like that. He quote unquote apologizes and then said, She effing loved it. So, ladies, gays, and theys, everybody <laughs> understand so often it's not that they don't understand, they didn't see, they misunderstood. It's a case of they don't care. Basically, what I'm saying at this point, there's enough conversation about consent. At this point, there's enough people talking about what consent is, what it looks like, body language. You think a, a, a toxic heterosexual man does not understand body language? <laughs> put him in a gay bar. Put him in a gay bar and tell me he doesn't because I guarantee you he will be picking up on every single micro physicality from every gay man in there. I don't want anyone to have to wait for the big bad thing to happen to them. I want people to be able to see it as quickly as they can, deal with it as quickly as they can.
1: These are the signs that you not only have to watch out for yourself, but you can really become a village to protect the women around you by noticing it in everyday situation. And
0: I I always thought I had a lot of men listening to this podcast. (laughs) I believed that, but lately I've had multiple, like I've gotten emails, I've gotten text messages, like I've gotten messages from all these men who listen and like, God, good men out there are so vital and important. And I know like I've gotten feedback about like, you know, like what do I do? Like a lot of the time, you know, how am I not a part of the problem? And like, this is such a key element to that. It's like to anybody, but particularly like men, because Lord knows guys that show this behavior listen more to men, right? (laughs) Thanks misogyny. If you ever see this in your friendships, if you ever see this in your people you work with, a family member, if you see this type of behavior, if you see someone talking like this, like even talking like, I grabbed a girl's butt at a bar, it was hilarious. Or like, you know, I tried to kiss her and she got upset about it. And laughing, like, call it out. Be an ally when the person you're allying for is not present. When the person you're allying for cannot be the voice of that, be a voice. Stand up. Because if we all called this shit out, if there was enough people voicing, like, no fucking way. If he did that shit and everybody at that bar was like, fuck you, guy. Get up, get off yeah. the yacht by forever like it would be a different story it is so important to as a community come together to say this is not acceptable this is the standard we have for how you treat another human being whether you're dating them or they're just your friend whatever it is this is the standard for behavior that we are willing to accept when we can do that that's when i think we make serious change
1: i feel like it's just been the case for so long what is acceptable from men in terms of like how they how they flirt and how they come on to you that like that whole narrative needs to change and there's a lot of work to be done but together we we can can do do it it.
0: we're doing it now I mean I've seen more calling out in you know the past five years than I probably had seen like my entire life like I feel like it is coming to light and the conversations around consent, like I didn't even used to hear conversations about that. That was like not even a conversation at all.
1: Yeah. I know this one blessing of social media is like people are just forced to be held accountable.
0: We're bringing light to things and we're using our voice and basically saying F you, (laughs) we're not taking it anymore. Okay. Thank you so much for being here and ranting with me. I know this was like a little bit more serious of a serious subject, but I had posted so many TikToks about it and It was a conversation that was ongoing and i really wanted to address it in a meaningful way and really dive into like not only what happened but what had happened before that should have been flagged so that hopefully everyone who's listening can hear those flags and see them in the future so thank you for joining me for this long ass ride
1: (laughs) of course yeah you did all the research i was just kind of like getting filled in i saw bits and pieces of it but man happy to be here though (laughs)
0: Oh. <laughs> well, as always I'm happy to have you just a reminder if you have a nice guy story please send it to the f the nice guy podcast at gmail.com we'd love to share your stories also don't forget we have the f the nice guy patreon the link is in the f the nice guy tiktok page a huge shout out to emily b who is a new ftng friend thank you so much for becoming a patron we're so happy to have you thank you for the support and as Always my friends. F
1: the nice guy.